To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone, and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Today's adventure will take us into the wilds of the animal kingdom. This is the fourth of the parks that was uh, designed and built. And actually, if you can believe it, it was built after I uh, had left Orlando. And I didn't actually make it into this park until after it had been open for almost five years. Uh, it just happened to work out that way with timing and going to the parks and where I wanted to go and uh, what parks I was able to get to. So um, I actually kind of enjoy it. I think I enjoy it. Probably uh, Magic Kingdom is always first. Uh, it's probably almost as much as Epcot, maybe even more than Epcot overall. And uh, it's really a pretty entertaining park. I like a lot of the shows that they have going on. I like the atmosphere that they've designed into it. There's a certain charm to all the, the way it's tree-lined and things are going on. You can always find a show or something happening somewhere. Um, and I really enjoy that. And the, the nature walks uh, are kind of nice, that you can kind of take a little path off the beaten path and uh, find your way into something a little more interesting where there's really no guests around and it's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, I just, I just find that even though it usually closes early, it's a, it's a fun place to go and spend a day. So here we go into the animal kingdom. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Welcome to a living storybook filled with fantastic creatures, amazing adventures, incredible encounters. Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park is many things, but it is definitely not a zoo. Every day is an unforgettable journey into the stories you've only dreamed of. Come, let your imagination roam free. started with a trip around Discovery Island, just kind of exploring some of the little ins and outs and hidden treasures along Discovery Island. It's kind of fun and there's some neat things there as you look at some of the animals that are there and the descriptions that go along with them. And it's kind of interesting to spend a few minutes and just kind of savor it and enjoy it. Then we headed over to Africa to go check out the, uh, the different parts of Africa that are there. Of course, the live music is one of the things that makes it kind of interesting. And as you listen to the live music, as you walk along and you see some of the, uh, the native dancers out there doing some different things, it's kind of fun. Uh, you, you have a little uh, lively entertainment that's going on. And of course, we had to go back to the Kilimanjaro Safari and take a ride on the safari. Now, for me personally, I'm not that much of a fan of the safari. I have a little bit of problems with motion sometimes, and sudden motions kind of throw me a little bit. And the way they designed those Jeeps, those open-air Jeeps that uh, take the guests out, 
I actually find it kind of uncomfortable. It's fine when we're out just looking at the savanna, but when we do the end part, when we're actually chasing off after the poachers, it gets a little too movement-oriented for me, a little too bumpy, and I get very uncomfortable. Now, I know this is all by design. It's very clever the way Disney has done this. They've put together this, uh, this ride vehicle that shows off the motion so well, and you have these rickety bridges and everything that you're going across, when, of course, everything is extremely safe. But it just has that feeling, and it really makes me kind of uh, dizzy and uncomfortable, and I, I get a little disoriented, so I don't like to ride it. Oh, hey, Jamba Wilson, this is the Simba One, and we have just entered the Aturi Forest, over. Come down road, Simba One. Keep your eyes open and drive carefully. You should see lots of animals. Roger that, Wilson. Guys, you hear me? You'll see a lot of animals. See this one right over here. This is the Bongo. It's also known as the Ghost of the Forest. Their horns are slick back like that, so it's easier for them to walk through the brush to find food and or water. And quick, look at there. Over to your right-hand side, those are Okabe. See them? So while the family was riding it, I actually went off and explored some of the paths and uh, checked out some of the things that were there. And then, of course, took the train ride over, uh, the T-train ride over to uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch to spend a couple of minutes over there and uh, look around at some of the uh, petting zoo and some of the other activities and different things that they have around the, uh, the Planet Watch. Kind of a neat little trip, and I enjoy the train ride over. It's kind of fun the way they've got it set up, because you kind of feel like you're in a rustic area. And the way they have the train set up, and you're sitting on one side of it, they can have the back side of the train be completely open, and you know you don't have to. There doesn't have to be any ornamentation or any decoration back there because of the way you're sitting. And they just have to have the uh, decoration looking one di one direction. And I think that's kind of cool and very clever because then they're able to use their space a little more efficiently. On the map, the park map, they show the uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch is being far off in the distance from where you are, but it's really not that far. It's just a big loop that the train goes on. And uh, it's really not that far to go up there. It just They just kind of take you on a little bit of a circuitous loop to get up to it. And then on the way back, you just uh, finish the loop out. It's very clever. I, I really appreciate what they're doing there. And the way they've uh, kind of outfitted the train to make it look like a T-train, maybe that would be native to, that, uh, to, the, to the countryside there, is kind of clever. Now, one thing that I really miss is the way the Tusker House used to be. I like the food they used to serve at the Tusker House. They had a really good veggie sandwich. I thought their rotisserie chicken was outstanding. Um, and I like the food choices that they had there. And it's unfortunate that they've changed and gone to a, uh, a character meal that's a buffet-type uh, style instead. Now, unfortunate in the sense of the way I liked it. I, I liked it as it was. But I understand the character meal is a lot of fun. And, you know, I kind of I haven't seen it yet, but I'll have to spend some time and check that out one of these days. And afterward, we, uh, we headed over to Asia and uh, checked out a couple of different things over there, spent a little time walking around Asia, um, and uh, tried to ride on the Cali River Rapids. So one of the things that happens at Disney is you've got a uh, really high uh, rate of people uh, of not having accidents on, the, on the, uh, any of the attractions. Um, most accidents or incidents that happen are caused by what they call guest misconduct, someone doing something that they shouldn't be doing. There are those rare occasions, like the monorail accident, where that's not the case. But um, typically you'll find that it is someone uh, who has done something they shouldn't be doing. So walked up to the uh, Cali River Rapids to take a ride, and turns out that it's closed. Why is it closed? Because a couple of guests jumped off the ride into the water. I'm sorry, what? Why would you jump off the ride in the first place? Um, and of course now what happens is you have to shut down the ride, verify all the safety, verify that everything's right, do the security checks, make sure that everyone's accounted for, do the witness interviews, do all the paperwork, you even have to call the police because you need to press charges, of course. And it gets a little crazy at that point. It's, uh, it's a little much.
It's unbelievable to me sometimes that people do something that dumb. One of the neater things about the uh, animal kingdom on the whole is the fact that they do a lot of animal conservation and a lot of thinking about how to conserve and sharing that with you. Um, so if you go into the Maharaja jungle track or you go back to the Panjani forest, you can see some of the animals in their natural habitats where they're actually taking care of them and trying to uh, show you what they look like in their natural habitats and trying to help them uh, succeed in their natural habitats. You know, I, I'm not sure where these animals come from. I'm not sure you know how, how high and noble this is, whether these are rescued animals or whatever, but principle is that you're, you're doing something that's more conservation-minded, which I really enjoy. Uh, if you ever get a chance to take a walk through either of the two forests, I highly recommend it. You do get to see um, tigers and gorillas and hippos and all kinds of other animals that you um, otherwise might not get to see. Maybe it's not quite, quite the same experience as the safari track that you can, um, that you can go on, but uh, it's still pretty neat for the price of admission. Afterward, it was time to take a trip over to Dino Land. You might be able to hear part of uh, the uh, primeval world in the background. I'm sitting over in Dino Land right now, just kind of relaxing, enjoying the, uh, taking in the view for a few minutes. Um, there's something really special about this park. I'm not quite sure what it is. I mean, there's a certain charm to it that I've found. Um, the more I've come here, the more I've grown to love it. Uh, it has a certain, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's the scale of things, or maybe it's kind of the way things feel, or maybe it's how many... How, how big it is, I, I'm not really sure. But there's a certain sort of charm I feel every time I come in, and I, I feel like feel like I'm kind of at home. Not quite like the Magic Kingdom, of course, but cer uh, certainly has a very pleasant atmosphere to it. Now, like I said earlier, maybe it's the trees or just the way they've kind of laid it out. Some people don't like uh, Dinerland. They say it's oh, it's uh, almost cheap, and I think it's it's absolutely perfect. It's it's designed like a southwestern uh, dinosaur dig. You know, where there's not much there and it's, you know, it's very rustic and there's not much there. It, it certainly gives you that feeling like it's desolate and it's like off the side of the road or something and there's a few things that are there kind of supporting it. So uh, here I am just kind of hanging out and, uh, you know, if you look around for long enough, you will find a, uh, an imprint, uh, basically a copy of Sue, the largest and most complete T-Rex ever found uh, anywhere in the world. Um, she was actually found in, um, I believe it was Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere up in that area anyway. Uh, maybe, it was, maybe it was actually in uh, one of the Dakotas. Mm, not sure now that I say that. But anyway, it was up in that area, and uh, she, actually, um, she actually was brought here. It was a, a cooperative deal between the Field Museum in Chicago, the uh, Disney Company, and uh, McDonald's who uh, put together this whole package deal. So uh, McDonald's funded a lot of the uh, ex excavation. The Field Museum uh, did a lot and also ultimately got the actual fossil remains. And the, uh, the uh, uh, digging and the, the cleanup of all the fossils were brought here to Disney to the Animal Kingdom where they were on display for a period of time while they were cleaning them up. And they made a copy of the, uh, of the bone structure and made an exact re replica of it that is on display here at the... Uh, in the animal kingdom, and it's it's really pretty cool. It's uh, it's something that's worth seeing. It's when you see it in the field museum, it's really striking just how big it is. Uh, but when you see it here in, in the animal kingdom, it's no less uh, kind of appealing. It's just uh, just a little bit on a smaller scale, so definitely worth seeing. But uh, just you know, just a fun place to come and just kind of hang out and just relax and just enjoy it. And one of the things that really, again, back to smells that I really that really captures me is that you smell the flame tree barbecue throughout most of the park, and it has a very I don't know, it has a nice aroma to it, and it just is very pleasant uh, as you're walking around, and you, you can just kind of smell that. I think, it's, I think it's really pretty neat. 
Uh, so that's uh, that's the Animal Kingdom for you. And I just I just really enjoy being in this park and just just taking it in and just people watching and just having some fun. And... Meanwhile, part of the family rode on Expedition Everest, uh, which they really enjoyed. Of course, that's the sounds of Expedition Everest. Now, as you know, I'm not a roller coaster rider, but my family rode on it and was telling me how great it is and just how amazing. But from the outside, it does sound pretty cool, I have to say that. And it would be, if I were a roller coaster rider, it would probably be one that I'd want to try. It just seems that cool the way it's laid out. It's just, you know, when you look at the mountain, Mount Everest is here, and it's as close as to Kathmandu as I'll probably ever get. But what a nice representation they've done of how it looks and kind of the way it lays out. It's very, very clever. And it looks, I mean, it really does look impressive and looks like it's, you know, probably 30 times as tall, 300 times as tall as it actually is. Uh, you know, forced perspective from the uh, different angles you can look at it from. Very nice job. And setting up the city uh, around it, you know, with all the different uh, uh, native type things that you would see and the way the stones are uh, built into buildings and so forth. It really does have a beautiful look to it. It is evocative of actually being in Kathmandu. I think that's very cool. Just really amazing. I, I love this area of the park. If you haven't seen the Nemo show, I do highly recommend it. It's very clever with the very large puppets that are being um, run by uh, some other some uh, people, um, puppeteers essentially, who then become those characters. It's really very nice. And this is where they added that new song um, in the Big Blue World um, to kind of capture and encapsulate sort of the feeling of Nemo with uh, with a new song, since that was sort of missing from the Finding Nemo movie. Um, so I highly recommend going to see it. It's really very, very well done. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Wouldn't it be cool if I that shark when I'm at school? Or an angelfish going over to Camp Minnie Mickey. Uh, just, you know, where else can you meet characters and kind of have this kind of rustic environment? I don't know, there's just something nice about it. It doesn't have that forced feel of some of the other uh, character meeting locations that you've seen in the past. Now, I, I know it continues to evolve and there'll probably be better character location meet and greets as the uh, as they build up the new Fantasyland exhibit and stuff like that, but it just doesn't have the same forced feel. It feels very natural. Uh, and of course, the Festival of the Lion King show, I absolutely love. It's uh, about 26 minutes, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful show. It's just that one's one that one's one that's really fun to just sit and watch. I really like sitting back and uh, just enjoying it. The music is upbeat. The, the performers are really um, into it, and I, I love just the, uh, the the high energy nature of it. It's fun. It's just a really good time. Buddy, it's time for you to join in the fun as we kick off our celebration finale. The natives are getting restless. Who let's have a party?
The elephants will sing to him away.
we ended our day by going to see It's Tough to Be a Bug at the end of the day. It's kind of a fun little show, a good entertainment. It's a 3D uh, extravaganza, if you will, where they do some of the extra special effects that make it kind of exciting. I won't spoil it for you if you've never seen it. It's well worth seeing. It's another one of those fun 3D spectacles, kind of like the Muppet Vision 3D show. Um, and I highly recommend you go and check it out one day. We're pollinators. We're pollinators. If you like vegetables, terrestrial and flowers, give thanks to us, but for our marvelous powers. If it weren't for the fact that we like the taste, you'd be out there wallowing in shoulder high waist, shoulder high waist. And if all bugs were wiped off the face of the planet, there'd soon be no human. It's a piece of cake. So one interesting thing, one of my kids got lost today. Actually wound up, uh, we, we wound up in a crowd and he got displaced from us and couldn't see him for a while. And, uh, you know, right to the rescue comes a cast member. Uh, so he stood there and he, he was calm about it. He was smart enough to go, hey, I'll ask this cast member for some help. And he turned to them and said, hey, I can't find my parents. And they said, all right, we'll help you find him. My wife walked up and uh, walked over and said, hey, I'm looking for, my, looking for my son. She goes, okay, we'll go to the lost parents area and we'll get you hooked up. And sure enough, like two minutes later, there he shows up. And there he was. And it's just very cool that it, uh, the, way, the way things are handled, um, as always. And that is my podcast for this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold onto the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show, and also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at DisneyPodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 